0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com slash B for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's not another Buffalo Podcast. With
2: John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show.
1: Oh, he is that man. boy. baby. And Brando. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Oh, You've been holding on on this on Buffalo
2: Rumblings. All right. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddy Brando here on this smoky Wednesday evening for those of you in Western New York. Stay safe. Hopefully, it's cleared up by uh, not cigarettes so by Friday.
1: Not wildfires. So Did
2: you hear yes. the, uh, it's the equivalent of whatever New York City right now. Inhaling for a day is the equivalent of six cigarettes. I think. Really? There was a
1: joke that was made at school today from a non smoker to a smoker. He was like, John, John, you don't even have to smoke a cig today. You just stand outside for 10 minutes. (laughs) That was funny. His name's John, also. Yeah, I I figured. I golf as
2: as, as a non smoker myself. So, how was
1: the golf? Oh, I suck. It's never good, but always great. I was thinking about that. That's a
2: great way to describe. Can we put that on a t-shirt? Never good, always
1: great. Yeah. I love that. We can,
2: uh, if we ever want to quit our day jobs and start making golf t-shirts, I think we're off to a great start.
1: (laughs) Yes. Anyways, a lot has happened. I think about our last show. If you tuned in last week, you heard the emphatic... DeAndre Hopkins' punk prank intro obviously hasn't come to fruition, but we do have other big names, a big name that the Bills have signed. Leonard Floyd, Cameron Dantzler, not DeAndre Hopkins, but Ed Oliver signs his deal, kind of creates domino effect here. New news on the guy's. I'm a big, 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 big Leonard Floyd guy. The guy is six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, runs a four six forty, former top ten pick selected ninth overall by the Bears. He's a gamer. We are gonna have a great defensive line when he's healthy. Vaughn's healthy. Cameron Dansler, I don't know much about him. Looked him up on Pro Football Focus. He was rated between forty-fifth and fiftieth for many things, and uh nothing stood out. Mentally, but a depth piece, John. What do you think
2: at, at this point in the season? You're probably looking at quality competition in training camp, right? And yeah. uh, haven't been a ton of training camp battle surprises. I mean, except for maybe OJ Howard getting cut or something like that. But again, it's it's quality position. It's not like meaningless players it really indicates that they. I mean, obviously Leonard Floyd is is a lot different than Cameron Ansler in this respect because Leonard Floyd is a okay. He's making this team. He's going to be in this rotation. He, I think he's a star. He's a bona fide star. He's perfectly going to fill the void while Vaughn is gone. And if he stays healthy and is playing at a great level, then look out for this pass rush on third and long when Vaughn gets back as well. But as far as Cameron Ansler goes, again, this roster was already at 90. So they are releasing players in corresponding moves to get these guys. So you know that these are not just camp bodies. I mean, nobody's you know, Brandon Bean would say that nobody's a camp body, but these are all very quality competition players for positions like cornerback and um, again, defensive line. We think Leonard Floyd's going to make the team, but again, <laughs> we think, veter- think better. veterans coming in have, you know, OJ Howard, like I just mentioned, missed the team too. And uh, I don't we think OJ we, How- we all expected 12 personnel and then, uh, you know, all bills mafia went crazy as soon as he caught yeah. two touchdowns in his first game with, uh, whoever it was Houston after that, but that's a whole different story to,
1: to compare those two is to me immensely disrespectful to leonard floyd i want to say the guy is ranked fifth sixth fourth third in sacks over the last three seasons we went nine like 13 and 15 it's crazy he is every other game sack guy he's he's looking at double digit sacks every year i love that i think it's huge his size his arms he's like a he is a built Gregory Russo. He's a finished product of Gregory Russo. I think that's a good comparison for Groot. another great guy for him to learn from. This third-year jump from him with these two guys on the field, if you could go and set Floyd, Miller, Oliver, and Greg Russo on the D-line, these you have two monsters on the end with those arms. And that Oliver, when he gets these single matchup assignments, he has been proven and showed that he could be successful uh, being a game wrecker up the middle, even if he's not getting through all the time, but he doesn't really have to. He just kind of has to push the middle of the pocket just to help his guys out on the end. So I think we're going to see something that we haven't seen here in a long time with our defensive line.
2: And again, like the comparison to OJ Howard is definitely not in terms of player talent. Just like just showcasing the, the, that any player can fall off a cliff at any time when they're on that side of 30, how old is Leonard Floyd just out of curiosity? Is he 30? 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've seen it before Julio Jones again, not a one-to-one comparison in any way, but um, you never know when a player is going to fall off. And uh, yep. you know, in his case, it was probably did his contract run up. Cause he wasn't cut.
1: Right. Correct. Free agent. Yeah. And so, why would you go back to the Rams when your buddy Von Miller is in Buffalo? Right.
2: So I, I didn't watch a lot of Leonard Floyd last season. I couldn't tell you how he has played lately. Those stats sound pretty good. The only thing that like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not expecting game wrecker status. Like honestly, six sacks from Leonard Floyd. I think I would be happy with because oh, again, over under six, I think it's over. Sorry I to cut you off. I, no, well, no, no, I would be very happy. I know. I'd be very happy with you, that. you're going
1: to put money on it being over, over under six and a half.
2: No, no, no. I'm just setting my expectations lower because again, this is not the case all the time, but he was on the market for a long time. So I don't know if that's an indication of anything. Maybe he just wanted to take his time and uh, and shop around. But, you know, most of those marquee free agents get scooped up pretty quickly there in the free agent period. So also, yes. I think he said something about he took less money from the Bills because he really wants to win a championship. Yeah. So got a sniff of that in uh, L.A. and wants to go right back. And who wouldn't, I guess. But... Uh, I-
1: two things to that John adding another super bowl winning player is always a benefit to your locker room right you can never have that enough but i always laugh at anybody signing signing a deal right now to say that they're taking less money to play in buffalo i think they'd be taking less money on their next contract no matter what because otherwise you would probably be signed already you know you as a there's the defensive end market was pretty big this year with the depth that has been out there there's still players available but to say that he took less money i'm glad he's still making decent money. And if he really wanted to take the money, I'm sure he could have signed two months ago when free agency opened or a month and a half ago, whatever it was in March. Right. also to our other signing, I I just found an article talking about Cameron Dantzler now from heavy.com written by Trevor Squire, disgraced Vikings cornerback dubbed a secret superstar ahead of 2022 season. So It says disgraced because of how Mike Zimmer put him in the doghouse in his sophomore season. But from week 11 to week 17, pro football focus had him ranked the number four corner in the NFL. And he had a 41.9 passer rating, which was also third in the NFL over that span. So let me see here. Sam Monson of PFF labeled him a secret superstar in his article. And uh, I think that's funny. I think it's kind of played out a little bit. You see, he's not a superstar. Again, he would probably be signed by now for another role, but definitely a good body, flashes potential, third round pick. I like it. Yeah,
2: up and down the roster, you can't have enough good players. You can never have enough good players. You can never, you can never stop upgrading. Really, at that point, you know, it's always good to keep cycling the bottom of the roster. We see Brandon Bean do it all the time. But I, I, I heard someone pick up the point the other day. They th- think that this might be Brandon Bean's best offseason as a GM I as saw far that. as free agents go. And that's a tall claim when you have an offseason where you got Stefan Diggs too yep. and, and thinking about what that addition meant to this team.
1: And or his first one when he got Allen Edmonds. Okay, so listen to this draft class from 2018. And you tell me if you don't think this is Brandon Bean's finest work ready Josh Allen first round pick Tremaine Edmonds first round pick Harrison Phillips third round pick Taryn Johnson fourth round pick Saran Neal fifth round pick Wyatt Teller fifth round pick Rayway McLeod sixth round pick one seventh round Austin Proil Proil yeah who's not in the league anymore XFL star Austin Proil six players (laughs) yeah
2: And again, I think that this person who was making this point was talking mostly about free agency. Yes. And to go along with that point, I think that it really plays into it, the assets available. Because again, when you bring Stefan Diggs in and you sign him to a big contract, Bills are in a much better cap situation at that point. They had started fresh just a couple of years ago when they tore everything down, traded away Ronald Darby, traded away Sammy Watkins, got Marcel Darius... Yeah, got Marcel Darius's contract off the books as soon as they could. They're in a much better cap situation. Now you've got a quarterback who is entering the first year of his big contract and is going to have a big cap hit. You've got a tight end on a with a big cap hit, you know, in Dawson Knox already. You didn't pay your linebacker, but you've got all these other pieces that are on veteran contracts, both your safeties, uh, your cornerback, your left tackle. Your best all these guys have been end. with the team for a long time, and that's a blessing. Matt Milano as well. But again, those contracts add up and the fact that he was able to make so many meaningful signings. And again, they're not meaningful until these guys make the team, make contributions. That's That's the asterisk, right? We're all speculating, but some of the guys that they've brought in seem to be a good changeup. And there's things like wide receiver that we'd still love to see them bring somebody in or something like that. But But they upgraded the past catching group. They did. They really did as, as a whole between Dalton Kincaid and I'm really excited about the cast of supporting characters that they brought in with Hardy and Sheffield. I'm excited to watch those guys. Uh, Puna Ford. We, you know, we don't talk about him enough. We kind of talked about him for a week. Who knows? Maybe him playing next to Ed Oliver will really kind of, open something up for Ed Oliver in, in, in this coming season well, if, if Ed Oliver can stay healthy.
1: This rotation of, of D-line from this free agency, you know, Daquan Jones, Puna Ford, Ed Oliver, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Russo, Epinesa, Boogie Basham, any of those eight guys, oh, it's going to look nice. You could rotate them any way you want and then keep them fresh for your third downs late in the game. It's exciting. But you're right. I think uh, that's a good point. Brandon Bean has really supplemented the things that we needed. We needed more diversity in the offense, and they've done that this year. Added speed. Trent Sherfield was a very good wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins this year. He's going to be underrated. I think just, you know, if we don't get another guy, Sherfield could be somebody like a Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati when you have Davis Diggs like they have. I mean, Chase and Higgins are another level than Diggs and Davis, but I think Sherfield. Could be close to Tyler Boyd if he hits his ceiling here with Allen at quarterback, but it'll be really interesting. I think interesting that, that,
2: to, would, that would be a tall ceiling,
1: too. That's a know. tough... Tyler Boyd's a quality player. Yeah. But Shearfield's good. I watched a lot of their games this year, and he would be sneaky because you think it's going to Waddle or Hill, and it's like, well, it's going to Sherfield. Yep. Tua had, had a that, lot of passing yards. He you had that touchdown
2: that. Um, on the first play against... I don't remember who it was, the Steelers or something like that. Do you remember
1: that long touchdown that yep. they scored on yep. the uh, the first play? He's explosive. He's quick. It's exactly what we needed. And you added a guy that can change the formation. And you, you added players that will allow you to dictate the style of game you want to play. You're not going to be adjusting to a defense. The defense is going to be adjusting to you with Kincaid, with Shurfield, and with Hardy, along with Diggs and Davis and Cook and Hines, all these guys. As long as Dorsey is doing his homework right now. I think the yeah. offense will look great.
2: Totally agree. It's all—it's all exciting this time of year. Always, because yeah. you know, we're all. <laughs> there's no downsides, right? No three thousand yard receivers
1: again. We're doing exactly. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's get a break in so here, John. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Sorry. Okay. Go, ahead. go ahead. Before the break, I have to say, let's go bandits! NLL champions. Great game. MVP. The great Dane Smith. <laughs> uh Josh Byrne coming back from injury to have. I want to say seven points in the finals. Outstanding game. I don't think they win it without them. Go Bandits. Love Banditland. It was awesome. Cool to watch it live. Never seen a championship won live until the Bandits brought it home, and they deserve it. The woman, there was people crying. The woman next to me was crying. She had season tickets for a long time. The Bandits said that they had lost two seasons where they could have won when COVID stopped them. So when they lose two more finals, and now they finally got it. Go Bandits! And after the break. We're gonna tease you with maybe some video game talk maybe maybe something happened i don't yeah, know yeah i don't yeah. know
2: someone's gonna be on the cover or something playboy um, maybe it's nascar oh. 24. Um, what is that so anyway we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> So Josh Allen is on the cover of Madden Twenty Four. It officially it officially leaked today. Big moment for childhood John and Brandon here. Um, we
1: need to we need to put some uh, background to this. So I was just talking about this today, John. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, <laughs> I was doing internet safety as a unit in health with my sixth graders, and we they are big gamers, but they are not gamers in the sense like we were in sixth grade. When we were in sixth grade and I told them, I was like, my best friend, John, and I, in sixth grade, didn't have internet. I just acquired a PlayStation 2, which this would have been after the PlayStation 3 was already out. And we are dipping our toes in video games for the first time. And by dipping our toes, I mean, we are doing headfirst cannonball dives into Madden 2007 with Sean Alexander on the cover, having Madden tournaments playing it all the time. Green Bay Packers against whoever I could be. And John went on a run that was like unprecedented for a long amount of time when he was very good with the Packers <laughs> playbook with Brett Favre. And and we kind of played a ton. We would make which, brackets in which... school.
2: Yeah, which was an accomplishment at the time because I was not allowed to have a game system. so Only, I didn't get to, only one. I, I didn't get to practice at all. I, yeah. I like only when I got to go to Brandon's house. And even then, my mom was always like, are you playing too much video games over there? But anyway, printmybracket.com got a lot of traffic. from. We Oklahoma did it by hand, remember?
1: Did you were doing them by hand?
2: Yeah, like, but do you remember like when we did printyourbracket.com, you could yeah, put in how many teams changer. you had. It was yeah. great.
1: It was I just great. remember sitting in Spanish class writing our brackets and doing them at your house, did it at my house. They were fun. It was a good time, but that yeah, was good. Pat used, to get, Pat
2: used to get himself kicked out of uh, Madden tournaments because he'd start grabbing the other player's controller.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was always funny. It used to happen. Oh, good times. Good times with Madden in our games. During these times, I just remember thinking they will, there will never ever be a Buffalo Bill on the cover of Madden Maybe one, two times, maybe in my time as a fan, did we have a player that was good enough to be on the cover? And I'm saying Fred Jackson, the year he broke his leg when he had 900 rushing yards in like eight games and CJ Spiller, the year that he went off, but also got hurt. He was on an MVP pace, I thought. I remember hearing somebody talk about that the year. I think the Bills did the comeback with Fitz and Spiller in that Chan Gailey offense. Those are the only two players that I ever thought maybe, and again, in the scheme of the NFL, it's not happening, right? Especially those years. But what about you? Did you ever think we had a player worthy of being on the cover?
2: I don't know. Because, again, when we're kids, too, it's hard to, we're so Bill-centric, it's hard to understand the context of the league. So much, so it's like when we have like us, we had our list of stars. You know, Marshawn Lynch was a star to us, Paul plus Lesney was a star to us. You know, <laughs> Marshawn like, like Lynch is was a good pretty...
1: answer to this though, because Beast Mode was bigger than a no, than nobody or bigger than some people, but he right. didn't get but huge until he left, exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, he wasn't at that level till he left, but um, he
1: was doing the same things in Buffalo. anybody who watched the guy, I loved he was one of my first Bills jerseys, I loved him in Buffalo, but. Again, he got much better in Seattle. So,
2: yeah, there is there is a, uh, I want to say, famous picture of us, just famous because we've seen it so many ha! times. Of yes. us dressed up on Halloween. You've got a Drew Bledsoe jersey on. Yeah. I've got a Marshawn Lynch jersey on, and we've got bags over our heads. And that's what yes. we did for Halloween that year. Yes. Circa, I don't know, 2009, 2008, something like
1: that. And, yeah. Yeah. I want to say it would have been 07, 08, or 08 or, or 09 for sure. Um, yeah. And that Bledsoe jersey was my first ever Bills jersey from my dad and the lynch jersey was the first ever jersey for my mom so it was divorced parents coming together for a great Halloween nice. costume for us yeah nice there we um, go <laughs> but in this time many many athletes have graced the cover so today our activity ladies and gentlemen put our gm hats on actually i'm gonna leave the buffalo bandits championship hat on because i like oh that's bandits. good yeah your gm um,
2: hat would clash yep. with your jacket
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh we are gonna draft the best madden cover athletes. In our opinion, we're going to do a Madden cover athlete draft here. We're going to do, pick our top three, and we're going to have an honorable mention. And yep. to pick, to decide who's going to pick first, we're going to flip a coin. We'll do it live here. John, I got a penny from nine, no, from from 1912, from 2012. Do you want heads or tails? You're from 2012?
2: Oh yeah, 1912. I would have taken tails, but I guess I'll go heads.
1: <laughs> All right, I got tails. All right, it's up here. Yeah. Tails. Tails. That's all right. I believe you. All right. (laughs) I know who I'm taking. I'm taking Josh Allen, baby. Yeah, that's the easiest easiest draft pick of all time. Years, man. I am telling you, I get into Madden maybe every other year. I played it recently on my PlayStation 4, but it's fun for like a couple of days and then you start playing players online that are a lot better than you. People know the plays that are like automatic, the cheat codes like you had. People know them. They're much more complex than what I used to know before. So I go through phases, 60 bucks. I think they're like $75 now. It's so expensive. And I always, I always go through a phase where I want it. And I, I've bought them and I've wasted money on them in the last couple of years, but Josh Allen this year, I'll buy it. I'll buy the copy from the store with his cover art on it. So he'll be my first overall selection.
2: I mean, I don't want to say that was the softball pick. That was pretty darn easy. I think it was uh,
1: like a mushy softball pick. It's like you can't even get it. It was like it it
2: was almost like you would have gotten run out of town if you didn't pick that. But uh, anyway, so my next pick. So this is a guy. I'll just say it's Madden 09, Brett Favre. We already talked about it, Yeah. so you know why. Yeah. My attachment to this game was I love the 2009 Packers picking them as, yep. as an offense, their playbook, playing with Brett Favre. And, Greg Jennings uh, his, is probably his on the team. Yep, exactly. Put the team on his back. And uh, <laughs> yep. you remember
1: that video? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was where like he's hobbling. Early YouTube.
2: Yeah. Oh, good times. Anyway, yeah, Brett Favre. Uh, A player that I've liked less and less and less since he's retired, but all the same, loved him in this game. And uh, yeah, Brett Favre, Madden 09, gotta be my top draft pick.
1: All right, I have a question for you, John, and I want to know if you remember this, because I can vividly remember this evening. So when we got this game, when I got this game, it was announced maybe like two days later that he was going to go from the Packers to the Jets. Well, first he retired, right? And then right. he unretired. Do you remember watching? Do you remember the TV, the portable TV that I had, that was like maybe like four by four, with I, the I do big remember antenna, this, yeah. yeah. And the special, batteries. the batteries. there's was like you needed eight AA batteries, and you could only pick up the free TV channels, but you could get games. Like you could watch on CBS, you could watch NBC, whatever. And whatever right. we had on, it cut to a special report that was like Brett Favre is retiring. Maybe it was SNL. Maybe we were watching Saturday Night Live and they were making fun of him. But it was like, it cut to Brett Favre is retiring, and then it cut right back. He's like, Brett Favre is coming back and he's traded to the Jets or something like that. And I I just remember running down the hallway and waking up my mom and being like, Mom, Brett Favre retired. And you're like, oh wait. No, he's back. But you were there. I think you were there.
2: One of one of my favorite sports center commercials is the one where what they're doing is it's because of Brett Favre's retirement because of this exact exact situation they've got the patriots mascot supposedly in boston right and he's hanging up one lantern and then he changes it to two you know like <laughs> the guy looks into the window he's like Oh, he's unretiring again
1: that's funny that's funny <laughs> i love I just, that
2: that's like one of my favorites
1: that was a great game but i just remember being so disappointed because that was like i hadn't bought a weight with Vince Young on the cover But he was one of my favorite Madden quarterbacks because, you know, that was like Mike Vick's prison sentence time. So you don't really have a really good mobile quarterback in the game. But Mike Vick was. (laughs) Vince Young was. But in 2009, I didn't have internet and you couldn't update the roster. So Brett Favre was still on the Packers for us. We never had him on the Jets. We could never have a Brett Favre on the Jets in that game for the whole year because that was before we could get roster updates. And I just remember that vividly.
2: That's so funny. All right. You're up with the third pick.
1: This is easy, and I'm glad that you didn't take him. But I did buy this game, and he was, again, a player from my second favorite team. And this season that this happened, I was like really tuned into it. And when Calvin Johnson set the NFL receiving record and then graced us with the cover of Madden 2013, that was awesome. It was cool to see... The Lions get a player again It's kind of like the Bills, maybe worse history than the Bills we don't have in Detroit. There's no Super Bowls ever. It's like Barry Sanders went to the playoffs, but like then quit. So (laughs) nothing really special. Barry Sanders did come back again for a different Madden cover later on. But Calvin Johnson's my pick here. He was a freak that you're watching him and Matt Stafford just play Hail Mary catch all the time. And Calvin Johnson's coming down with the ball. He was unstoppable in that game. So. That's my next pick. So Josh Allen and Calvin Johnson. Nice. nice. That's that's
2: cool that you get your number one and your number two teams in there.
1: Yeah. I was hoping that's how it was going to go. Yeah. I feel like I got a
2: pretty good pick sitting right here for uh, number four overall. As probably the most OP Madden player of all time. And most people will know that it's Madden 04, Michael Vick, Mm -hmm. who graced the cover that year. Dude was just unstoppable. We didn't play a lot of Madden 04 because we already had 07 at that point.
1: Um, I don't, I, I think, I don't know if I've ever played it. Maybe, maybe at some event, but I never played it, I don't think. I think Pat used to have an old copy, but okay. we were
2: playing that on like, I mean, that might have been a PlayStation 1 at that point. But I'll always say that Madden like whatever like the physics engine seemed to change for like the PS3 or Xbox it did 360 big time. Yeah. and I didn't like it and yeah. and I used to I really liked the the old version better
1: Yeah, even though it the graphics
2: like, maybe weren't as good but the gameplay seemed faster
1: yep um, it was like an arcade style game versus like a real life sim game exactly exactly yeah. and both yes. are cool but in their own ways you know I'm if I if you're playing Madden now you you have to put like an offensive coordinator hat on. Like you have to know right. you have to read a defense, make a play, adjust your team. It back then it's like we're just playing for fun and you exactly. might be able to do yeah. a little bit more stuff, but so Exactly. Good pick. Good pick. Michael Vick is a good Madden all-time great. My next one, this would have been last pick. My last pick, yes. I oh, I'm torn because all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Can I take nice. Palomalu and Fitzgerald together since they come since together? Since they were
2: on the same cover.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. that's allowed. Okay, cool. Two for one. That was Madden 10, right? Yep. Madden 10. Again, this was, I had upgraded to PlayStation 3 at this time and I did buy this game. I rem- remember pre-ordering it. I bought it on Xbox and PS2. Actually, I had them for both. One at mom's house, one at dad's house. Um, <laughs> but uh, Larry Fitzgerald was just so good and such a cool dude. I was blown away about how good he was with Kurt Warner. And I'll never forget Troy Polamalu watching him. I remember watching live when he like fingertipped that ball underneath the grass and like he's diving, but he scoops the interception one handed. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was against the Philip Rivers and the Chargers maybe, but he like dives and scoops this interception off the ground. And I was like, wow, this guy's insane and they played yeah. in the super bowl. I mean, he used
2: to jump and block field goals and stuff and yeah. and
1: he was he was a crazy player to watch. But he was cool with his hair, you know. A good man. Yeah, I was going to say
2: you younger kids may know him from Head and Shoulders commercials. Yeah. yeah that's
1: <laughs> funny. That's funny. Uh, but how about you? Uh, last pick of the gun. That's a good the, pick. Uh, I'm down
2: to I'm down to 2 here. Hmm. All right. I'm going to go with the the OG version that we used to play 07 Sean Alexander. It was between him and John Madden on Madden 22 and Madden 2000. Mm -hmm. But Sean Alexander, I mean, probably the most well-deserving running back on the cover of Madden in the last however many years. I don't know if I'm missing somebody. I mean, certainly Peyton Hillis. sets the bar pretty low when it comes to that. He
1: he had like 1700 all-purpose yards, 1300 on the ground, 10 touchdowns. He was voted in by the fans, Peyton Hillis. So he gets a lot of hate but he had a great season and he's obviously a quality guy since everybody talks about how he saved his kids and he almost drowned with all the sand and water in his lungs. And he's made a great recovery. Sorry. I just heard that today. Uh, oh, okay.
2: Well yeah. now I feel bad for, for hitting on <laughs> Peyton Hillis. He gets a lot of hate. He was well, uh, I a mean, in
1: that game that he was yeah, the cover. Up. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's happens, happens to a lot of NFL players. They have a great yeah. year and then, then can't replicate it. unfortunately, yep.
1: Yeah. Good well, pick.
2: That's, that's my last pick.
1: What did Sean Alexander? That one. I like it a lot. What did he have? 28 touchdowns the year before? Oh, I don't know. It was some ungodly number. It's, well, it's Is it still the rushing touchdown record? I want to say LT broke it. Either LT broke Alexander's or Alexander broke LT's which Lydanian Tomlinson, which was okay. Really
2: close. Lindenian Tomlinson has set the record for rushing touchdowns in a season, which he led the league in 2006 with 28 rushing touchdowns playing with the Chargers. That's right.
1: So what did Sean, Sean Alexander, Alexander
2: was 2005 with 27. Interesting. And had more rushing yards than LT did the wow. year before. 1880.
1: That's a lot. Wow. Madden no 07 too, but. Um, was my first video game I ever bought myself uh, ever had like you know he played it with me Um I bought another controller just to play that with you and you know <laughs> my uh, who else Carl me you and Carl, <laughs> Carl. Uh, <laughs> and it was just such a cool game I and there's probably you know I say this as a Call of Duty freak when we were in You know early high school but there's not another game probably that we've played more than Madden 2007 they had a cool that was the first year of the superstar mode where you could create a player go through college get drafted and have a career they did the first it was like the first year with the running back moves because alexander was so good so you had like the jukes and the hit sticks and the stiff arms and all that good stuff it was a really cool game the uh time that we have spending on that like this podcast might not exist if we don't have that game like there's a a, a uh, long list butterfly of,
2: effect a yeah. butterfly
1: effect if that game doesn't come out and we don't have it so uh, a good pick on that one I'm glad it was drafted so it doesn't have to be an honorable mention but I I think yeah. that was a well good thank pick.
2: you Sean Alexander for working hard and having the
1: season you did because uh, <laughs> yes it's still bearing fruits almost 20 years later there we go
2: but it, it's just so awesome I think thinking back to our greatest Madden memories really helped put you know, having Josh Allen on the cover in perspective. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy when you think about how everyone else sees Josh Allen because, you know, we've seen him as a superstar, like maybe a little bit before everyone else did, but he was pretty quick to break out and he's a lot of kids' favorite players. It's nice to have one of those. Exactly.
1: Guys, finally. Like Mario Williams was a lot of people's like 10th favorite player. Exactly. Yeah. It's
2: just, it's just really cool. You know, obviously. Enjoy kids. We haven't talked about the Madden Curse at all, but uh, are you worried? I'm not really worried.
1: No, it doesn't exist anymore. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, they're both on it. They win Super Bowls. I mean, go back even a little bit more. Drew Brees was good after he was on it. Who else? Donovan McNabb. I mean, he he kind of went downhill. I'm trying to think. When did it really stop? I think it stopped after Peyton Hillis. Right. Calvin Johnson was still good. He battled injuries. Uh, maybe, maybe you could argue Adrian Peterson, but he got more into lawful trouble than he did on his performance. Cause he cracked a thousand yards again after he was on the cover.
2: It's, I mean, Lamar Jackson kind of battled injury and didn't yeah. have the MB, MVP season afterwards. But again, why don't we just rename it the Madden confirmation bias? Like we could go with that. <laughs> I, I think I, that'd be more fitting.
1: It would be cool to have this trend of like good things happening after you get on the Madden cover. Mahomes and Brady, both, you know, the goat edition that they called it, which was stupid because Mahomes is in his third year or whatever, second year right. as a starter, <laughs> and they're calling him the goat. I was just pissed. I remember buying that. I, I did play Madden. That was a Madden during COVID. I played a lot of Madden during COVID, but I was like, oh, every time those two are sitting together, it was like the loading intro screen is just the two pictures of those two. I'm like, ah, uh, but yeah. So it's cool. Enjoy it. Keep a copy, put it in a frame so you can show, you know, your kids 40 years from now that we were relevant like this. Yeah. Know, if they can, US. if they can see
2: you through their Apple ski goggles, then, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, hold up. The whole video game. Yeah. But all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter and TikTok at not buff podcast. We were going to this week. Remember this whole, um, model that we're doing to predict how many bill, uh, wins the bills we're going to have using our percentages, put out a survey for our listeners, probably only got like five or six responses. So if you guys want to do that, I'll put a link in the show notes. If we can get a couple more in there, I'll run the model with everybody's results. And then we can see what the fan pick is and see how it compares to cool our results on the podcast. And then the Buffalo rumblings. Yeah. Through. You know, We already saw a one win difference our our model predicted most likely twelve wins between me and Brandon, and it was eleven wins for the Rumbling's podcast group. Yeah. So, I bet you It'll the be
1: fans fun. are are like thirteen. Yeah, I, that's what
2: I that's what yeah. I would hypothesize. But yeah. uh, again, thank thank you to Brendan, listener of the show, for uh, suggesting that and uh, cool. also filling out the survey. So it takes two minutes. All you got to do is it's it's a list of the games, and you put in your percentage. It's a percentage, not a not a win loss, but. All right, well, uh, we'll probably be back
1: next week. But until then, go Bills. Go Bills and Bandits.